Are you thinking about starting your own lawn care or home service business? Well, we have all the tips and tricks that we learn the hard way, hopefully so that you don't have to make as many mistakes as us. But if you've already started, don't go anywhere because we're going to be talking about some small business best practices that you need to have in place right now. Welcome to the Checkpoint Podcast, where we help you set and reach new milestones in your small service business. My name is Matthew Armstrong, and I'm your host. And this week, we are on week two of two of this series on how to start your own small service business or lawn care business. Our goal here is to try to save you from some of the mistakes that we made. We're about to jump back in. I'm here with Matt Allen. Checks Director of Education, a.k.a. The Professor. How you doing, Yeah, bro? let's go. Let's get it. Now, if you haven't listened to the first one, pause this episode, go back a week, listen to that first one first, and then come back and join us for the remainder of this series. Before we jump in, want to let you know that this podcast is brought to you by Check. Look, admin absolutely sucks. We built Check to help you stay organized and automate all of your routine admin so you can leave that admin junk in the field where it belongs. If you've never tried out Check, I want you to do me a favor. Go to the link in our show notes or go to hellocheck.co slash download and start your 14-day free trial today. Okay, let's get back into the series, all right? Yeah, so we have kind of looked at what we want to do and where we want to go and take our business. We've set some goals. We've yep. looked at who our customers could be, some of the problems they're facing. We've looked at the, the competitive landscape. So now we need to say, okay, what services are we going to offer? And I think this is a mistake where people start out with, well, what services I'm going to are, am I going to offer before they do the other steps that we just outlined? This is where I got into a little bit of a this pinch of like, oh, well, the people that I'm trying to serve need more or want more out of a lawn care provider mm. than just cutting grass. Mm. The, the neighborhoods that I was targeting were, were kind of higher end homes and they they didn't just want somebody to come and cut the grass. They wanted somebody to prune the hedges, yeah. pull the weeds, mulch the beds, keep the trees pruned. Like they wanted everything. Yeah. And so I had to pivot, right? So I got set up with just like even when the equip got equipment, I didn't get equipment for anything else but just, you know, mow blow and go. Yeah. That was the plan. So I had to add all these services. Now, here's the balance though. I overextended myself. Yeah. As we went into landscaping, I mean, that covers so much territory from, you know, laying pavers to yeah. keeping tree, like pruning trees and things like that, that I overextended myself. So lesson for y'all is, you know, try to figure out what your ideal service is, right? Yeah. And so I overextended myself. I bought equipment that I ended up only using like once or twice a year. Yikes. And then it just was like tripping over it. Like, where am I going to put this? Like it just, it didn't work out. But when you're looking at what services to offer, talking with the customers is obviously step one. And then thinking about like, well, what can I learn quickly or yeah. do with the equipment that I have? Right. So 
you could say, well, I'm just going to be, you know, mow, blow, go, and just do lawn care, and that is fine. But maybe you want to expand mm-hmm. and say, like, well, how can I earn more money from existing clients? Yeah. So fall cleanups, well, that's easy, Yeah. right? I mean, it's not easy work. Sure. But what kind of equipment do you need? Now, you can go all out and get these big, huge blowers and, and leaf vacuums, but potentially you don't need to do that, right? Yeah. So it's like, what can you do to, what services can you provide with what you have, right? And so as you as you decide this, now you're gonna think about packaging, right? How are you going to offer your services? Is it weekly? Are you gonna go for that, bi-weekly, one-off? This is all in the way that you communicate to your customers and even think about how you wanna set yourself up ideally. So what services are you gonna provide? Core services and add-on services. Mm-hmm. So we've now that we know about services, this is the fun part. So we've picked our services. We gotta buy some stuff. Yeah. Yeah, we, we get to buy some stuff. We get to buy some stuff. Yeah. And this is fun. Yeah. So Matthew, is... talk to us about like, how do you make decisions about buying equipment? Yeah, yeah. I, I think that it, whenever you're starting off, the the best thing that you could do is just to pay cash and start with whatever you can afford. The a big mistake that that a lot of operators can make is going into a lot of debt to get the top of the line stuff before they have enough clients and the cash flow to actually mm-hmm. support that. Like you don't want to put yourself in a situation where you have to mow 100 yards this week or you're going to bankrupt yourself. Yeah. Like that's not ideal. You don't want to see no, that. No, I mean you, you see it all the that. time like on Facebook Marketplace or Craigslist around November people are selling one, you know, less than one year old equipment setups, mm. full, you know, the trailer, everything. And it's it's sad because what happened was they just, they overextended themselves. Yeah, they, yeah. they they bought into the full package deal and yeah. bought everything. And now they, yeah. they're, they're making payments on it. But yeah, you know, ideally you're buying stuff that is, that is cheap enough that it's going to get the job done and hopefully not break within the first season. And, yeah. and you know, a, a lot of people don't necessarily have a lot of money to start with and that's kind of nice with with lawn care because there's low barriers to entry like you right. can get on facebook marketplace like you mentioned find some find some used mm-hmm. equipment for under a thousand dollars like i'm talking like if everything. you're doing lawn care everything under a thousand dollars so like a, a, a string trimmer a push mower and a blower now Whenever there are a couple of different stages that I think are helpful to think through because there is this debate on can I use residential equipment or do I need to go to commercial equipment? And there is kind of like a line whenever there's a risk, there's a risk tolerance and there's an efficiency aspect. Like you don't want to be running residential stuff for too long because it could break down on you. And then at some point it's just not worth it to run the risk of like having an equipment downage that would keep you like keep you in and not let you go and earn money. So think of it this way. If you're starting a side hustle, residential is okay, right? I literally started my my side hustle with a 42-inch residential ZTR. It was like yeah. a Hustler Raptor. It was literally, I literally was like, yo, what's the cheapest, like what was the cheapest one that I could find? Yeah. And got, you know, got that. I did have commercial, a commercial trimmer, and a commercial backpack blower, but even that backpack blower, I was like, "What's the cheapest one that you yeah, have?" Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so that like that's what I started off. If you're going with your like, if you're 
trying to go full-time or you are becoming a little more of a legitimate operation, eventually you're going to want to move to like a light, a light yeah, commercial. The, the residential equipment, right? It's designed to be run once a week. Yes. So side hustle, you're what do you, you know, you're running it once a week. Now you're running it yeah. all day long yeah. that one day. So it will handle it to a yeah. point, right? Yeah. And and also like if you are going to go buy some new residential equipment and use it for your commercial business, a lot of times you void the warranty immediately. Like yeah. whenever you, whenever you do that. So that's another thing to like take into consideration. Like no joke, the very first like the very first time I mowed a lot with my 42-inch ra- Raptor was it the f- no, it was the second time I ran over a hidden uh, like a buried piece of chain link fence oh fun mm-hmm. it ripped the belt off and and like burnt the whole thing up like I, I had to replace the belt the second time yeah had i done that with my commercial skag it would have like mulched up the fence <laughs> like yeah that, like that's like so yeah. anyways that's that's just the difference and then and then also like i only have a little bit of experience with this so maybe you speak to it a little more but whenever you add start adding helpers and start like start adding an actual crew equipment downtime becomes way more expensive especially yes. if you're out in the field and so i made sure that i had like two trimmers my i made sure i had a commercial mower at that point and made sure that like if something were to go down we could keep like we could keep working and so i anyways i that's that's a that's a big thing yeah i mean like, there's a level of ownership too of mm-hmm. like not every employee has the mindset of treating the equipment like it's their own. Yeah. And so for, it's just a reality. Like I had great employees, but they were just harder on the equipment than I was. Yeah. And so the residential stuff got phased out really fast Mm. because it would just break. Yeah. And so as I replaced things, I replaced it with, you know, commercial grade equipment. Yeah. Yeah. And if so, just to kind of recap this, this section, ideally you're paying cash, for everything up front, pay for what you can afford and make sure as you are earning money that you're setting aside a portion of those earnings to buy sure. and upgrade nicer equipment. Next is you're, you know, we, we recommend you don't start with debt unless you, ha- if you need to do some debt, I know that you bought a mower, like you financed a mower. We're not necessarily for or against like cash or finance. Like I think that there can be things at such as yeah. good debt that like if it's going to cash flow and help you earn more money. I was, I think, it's I, think I was three years into the business sure. when I started financing. Sure. But, um, but the point there is that you had a customer base and you, it was predictable enough that you could say like, okay, if I take on this much debt and this small of a monthly payment, I can earn X much more and X much faster. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like there's, it's a, it's a very scientific deal, but it's, it just made so much sense. Right. And then also like, let's just say you're in a rough spot. Okay. Absolutely rough spot. Like you could also go to a neighbor, you go to a friend, family, you could post on social media and say like, Hey, does anyone have a mower or stuff that I could borrow temporarily mm-hmm. to get going? That's fine. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I know a lot of, you know, if you, even for like high school students and stuff, they'll, they'll cut grass with the homeowner's equipment. Yeah. That's a great way to get started. Yeah. Before we keep going, I want to give a quick plug for check our business management app. Now, 
Admin absolutely sucks. Everyone knows that. Everyone agrees on that. So we built Check to help you stay organized and automate all of your routine admin so that you can leave that stuff in the field where it belongs. Now, trust me, I've spoken with so many operators that have started off and have gotten quickly overwhelmed and stressed out by everything happening to them all at once. So let me urge you. Install the right processes in your business before you need them because everything's going to come on really fast and it can get really overwhelming too quickly. So use Check to stay organized and to automate your admin so that you are able to go faster and scale further with less help. I want to give you a quick review from Captain Merrick. Do you think that's his real name? Oh, for sure. Yeah. This dude goes by Captain Merrick. Yeah. I can I can tell. Okay. This is the kickstart I needed to get my business going. The app is perfect. Super helpful. That's a five-star review, and we're going to go back to the episode. All right. Let's go. Let's go to the next one. Choosing a name and a logo. Some. Let's just rapid fire a couple of quick do's and don'ts. Um, number one, your logo and your name should be unique and memorable. That is super helpful. Instead of just like the lawn care company or the city lawn care company, like the New Orleans lawn care, whatever, you want it to be unique and memorable. You want to pick clear and easy to read fonts, nothing too crazy. No, like, what is it, Comic Sans or Cowboy yeah. or Wingdings? Like, you want it to be, you want it to look clean, you want it to look professional, not cartoonish. I think with your name, too, I know you said rapid fire, but. Yeah. I, I got a little too creative with the name of my company and tried an alternative spelling to like grab people's attention. What was it? It was Flourish, but it was spelled like Fleur de Lee instead of F L O U. Mm, it was yeah. F L E U. Ooh. Like Fleur like Fleur de Lee in New Orleans in New Orleans, yeah, which yeah, yeah. which I, is like we get that, but everybody in the city gets it, but I had to spell it out every single time. Flourish. Yeah. Yikes. It was, yeah, it looked good on the side of the trailer, sure. Uh, but it was yeah. it was complicated and yeah. and caused headache. Yeah, so so <laughs> simple, unique, and memorable in the right ways. How yes, about exactly. that? Should we qualify that? Ideally, we're not using clip art. I know I'm stepping on some toes. I have people coming to mind right now that just use a lot of clip art, and some people own it, and that's okay. But ideally, you're not using clip art. And even just like if you have to, you know, sit like pay a hundred, two hundred dollars to get a good looking logo that is going to position you as a professional, that's money well spent. Okay. Yeah, I had a student student come through the the boot the boot camp the business boot camp. So I had the lawn care company going, and I was doing this boot camp on the side. Yeah. and they were a graphic designer with logos, and I was like, well, let me ask her. Yeah, and. It wasn't bad. I think it was like a couple hundred bucks. Yeah. And it was so much better than yeah. anything I had ever done on my own. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I should have done that so much longer ago. Yeah. Sim similar to clip art. Try not to use cartoons. I know it's going to be controversial. It's a little controversial uh, or maybe but, a lot controversial. But but again, like it kind of portrays a little bit of being casual, not necessarily professional. And again, that's one of the ways that you can that you can stand out is just looking uh, super professional. Okay, Matt, give us number seven. Number seven is you've got equipment now. You've got your name, your logo. You got to get the word out. So we've talked about this at length in several podcasts, so I'm not gonna go too much into detail. 
I'll leave some I'll leave some links for y'all down below. So number one, you're gonna get get a, a Google business page and a Facebook page. That's yeah. like right away, get that up. It's gonna bring in leads. And this may be a little bit gray, but you know, maybe cut your family and friends yards a little bit so they can leave you like some five-star reviews. That's gonna help out. Go. Spend some money on some flyers and yard signs. Again, that not everybody agrees with that, but I'm a big fan of the door hangers and the yard signs because it allows you to target very specific neighborhoods mm-hmm. and not everybody appreciates somebody knocking on their door. You know? That's true. I don't mind. It never bothers me if somebody leaves a little door hanger, but I'm yeah. kind of annoyed when, you know, like I get the knock on the door and I'm like, I don't, I don't really I don't want to talk to you. Right yeah. Now. I don't want to talk to you, <laughs> but the door hanger is a real passive way to let people know. And it allows you to target very specifically neighborhoods. I had a, a former employee that started his own business and he put a yard sign out in like one of the, like a really busy intersection near, near a nice neighborhood. Yeah. And nobody's moved it in over a year. That yard sign is still out there and he's still getting phone calls from it. Dude. So the, that's ways to, you know, get the word out. I'm going to leave, like I said, I'm going to leave some, some, some links below. We've got a, some blog posts. Yeah to dive into how do you get the how do you get it all out there matthew tell us we've gone over this before yeah but like let's plug google my google my business or google yeah. business pages yeah that i mean that that took me 10 15 minutes maybe yeah. to set up i set it up once and then from there i had my clients go and rate and review me on yeah on google my my google business profile and that was such a huge win because it helps me rank for like whenever someone searches lawn care near me, it helps mm-hmm. me rank there. And I would still get calls multiple per month typically yeah. or texts or emails from people who found me on Google yeah. business. My go-to was next door. When I was first starting yeah. out, I just put a couple of posts. Hey, I live in the neighborhood starting this thing up, looking for work. Is anybody looking for a, a lawn care provider? And the, I live in the neighborhood carried some weight. You know, yeah. it was like, let's let's help out the folks who live in our neighborhood, and yeah. that and that worked out well for me to get to get going really quickly and get the first clients. Yeah, yeah. So okay. last, last, last point is get organized. There's there's a different a few different ways we could take uh, take this. A couple things we'd recommend is getting an LLC. That's like very easy. It's not necessarily required. You can you can still run a business. There are some best practices. Like if you're going to not do an LLC, like I, I personally did not do that. Yeah. But that's not necessarily recommended. Like for every for everything else, we set up you better believe one of the first things I've done is set up a is a set up a corporate entity to protect me personally. Right. So, it's, it's especially important if you own a house. Yes. To separate your your liability. Yeah. And I, don't, I think in like in Louisiana, I think it's it's less than 150 bucks. Yeah. And it it's, takes it's it takes much. less than 30 minutes online to set it up. Mm-hmm. So again, I understand if you have a choice between I need to start this thing. Yeah. And I've got 150 bucks for a mower yeah. or another edger. Like you you have to buy that first before you can even cut grass. It's a little chicken yeah. the egg, chicken in the sure. egg. And so you have to it's your own personal risk tolerance. Yeah, and I know I know for me a, a lot of I talked with I talk with a lot of our check users. And one of the stories I hear most consistently is 
I've been cutting grass for X number of years, but I just made it official. And what they mean yeah. is I just set up an LLC. So it's it's pretty typical for people to like cut grass or be in business for a couple of years and then set up an LLC. It is best practice to get it done up front. It, it's, there's a lot of benefit to doing it. But yeah, it is pretty simple. Another thing is like I, we mentioned this earlier, but getting getting those systems in place to make sure that you are organized and professional. Yeah, of course, this is an easy way for us to plug check our app. Yeah, because it's like if you're just starting off, then this app was tailor made built for you. And it's going to carry you until you're doing over six figures like that, like plain and simple. And so, you know, making sure that all your clients information is in one place, making sure that your invoices look professional, that you're clearly communicating Mm -hmm. with customers, stuff like that, and always know who owes you what at any given time. And so it just makes you look good and professional, which goes back to our other point of like, you can charge more. The more professional you are, the more you're actually able to charge for, That's your, right. for your stuff. So That's it right. pays for itself in, I mean, days. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, but, but Matt, I want let's let's wrap this whole thing up. So we sure. just gave we just gave a massive like a massive list of things that we would recommend whenever you're starting up a small lawn care or home service business. What's the one thing we want people to take away? Yeah, I would say the most important thing is this idea of of doing doing the research mm-hmm. this the I, i've referenced this boot camp a couple times and i had a couple hundred students come through and the students who who were most dedicated to getting their gold stars of talking to customers and this is why we did the gold stars was because and i think you won like an an the, if you finished the 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 14 weeks and had the most gold stars i think you got an ipad oh that's awesome so there was like some motivation there that's super cool and the reason was is because the people who talked to the most customers or potential customers the more conversations they had and the more research they did the better they understood the customer and the the more targeted their their conversations were and the better like sales they had, they were able to close better. All of those things worked out better. So it's like, if you're going to do anything off of this list, it's just ask questions and talk to your customers. And I'll tell you what, if you have customer conversations this week, so go out there. If you run a business, talk to your existing customers. If you don't talk to potential customers, jump on our discord Tell us that you did it, and I will give you a gold star for every customer conversation on the Discord. Gold Whoa. stars for everybody. Whoa. <laughs> Heck yeah. Gold stars, baby. Awesome. Well, hey, again, we want y'all to remember that check at check here, we're here to champion you, the operator. We love doing it. It's part of why we started this company to help more and more operators. And so if you enjoyed this episode, if you learned anything, then I actually want you to take five seconds to think of one to two people who you can share either this episode with or share another one of our episodes with. I'm literally going to give you five seconds. Here we go. Five. Okay, whoever came to mind, those one to two people, I want you to shoot them an email or text right now with one of these episodes, share about this podcast, and then also just let us know if there's any sort of content that you're hoping us to share or create on this podcast or on any of our social media channels. Please shoot that to podcast at hellocheck.co or like Matt said, join us in the Discord. Discord.